Welcome to the Moonflower Path Podcast. This space is for the highly sensitive, the creatives, the earth-loving, the caregivers, the weirdos, the feelers, the change makers, and dreamers of the world. Here, we are all about guiding you to trust your body intuition so you can find home and shift culture. Through the exploration of somatic practice, self-care, and seasonal ritual, my hope is that you will be inspired to be in harmony with yourself and in a dance with the earth. I'm your host, Carolyn, and I'm so honored and grateful to be here with you today. Happy spring equinox, lovely. Happy Ostara. Happy first day of spring in the Northern Hemisphere. Mm, What an exciting day. (laughs) If you didn't get an opportunity to listen to last week's episode, it was a scrumptious one. Oh my goodness. I took the time to sit down and chat with you about all the different ways that you might celebrate the change of the season. So if you haven't listened to that episode, that is episode number seven, Celebrating the Spring Equinox. I think that's what it's titled. (laughs) But today we are using the hmm, invigorating, energizing, seed planting, creativity infused energy of the first day of spring to announce that the Moonflower Path website is now live. To remind you, this new chapter in this business, if you've been here for a little while, you know that we are changing things from Yoga with Carolyn to the Moonflower Path. And this chapter, new iteration of the business, new adventure, will be all about supporting sensitive, creative, and earth-loving folk to trust in your body intuition so you can be in harmony with yourself and in a dance with the earth. This is about offering you a cozy and sacred space where you can explore the many layers of who you are. So, You can come in, lay down your armor, and tend to your sensitivity, your creativity, and your passion for the wisdom and magic of the earth. Why? Because I believe that you are worthy of care, which is something we're going to talk about a little bit more in today's episode. But I believe that the gifts and natural ways that you are are meant to be celebrated and made space for, not silenced or ignored. I believe and we believe that your body's needs and wisdom deserves an equal seat at the table, just as much if not more than your head, your mind. I believe that you are needed, and if these words light you up, then you must believe it too. So this space is for the believers, this space is for the moonflower. So why is it so exciting that the website is live? Well, because the Moonflower Path community space will be opening on April 17th, so less than a month away. But as a fellow sensitive soul myself, I know how helpful it can be when I have time to feel out a new space, a new path, a new adventure. 
I'm like totally guilty of if I am going to be entering into a new like actual physical space. Let's say I'm going to check out um, a new doctor's office or a new yoga studio that I will like Google street view the location and like walk around the street and check out what it might look like and um, do as much as I can to prep myself so that I'm not just like jumping in blind. So I know it is helpful when all the information is given before a decision has to be made. So between now and April 17th, you have time, lovely. You are invited to visit the website and actually see what this new community space is all about. I have been dreaming and creating this space for well over a year now. I have had beautiful support along the way. This is just to take a moment to shout out Pascal's wonderful help at the very beginning when I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I know that I want to change things around. So Pascal from Dear Creative Mind, thank you. Paige from State of Sage, who helped create the branding and the strategy behind, oh my gosh, all of the things like naming of the tiers, which you'll explore more and like creating the cute badges. Anyways, I'll talk more about those um, in a few episodes, but yeah, Paige's support and then Michelle from La Forest Living, who's my best friend. And she also runs a really wonderful business. It's all about ecological, sustainable design and helping that to connect you closer to your home as well as connect you closer to nature. And then my mom, who's been so amazing from Little Acorn Creative Coaching. My mom's also a creative coach, so she's pretty awesome. She has some very wise things to say. And then, of course, my wife, who just is just amazing and just is there cheering me on. <laughs> Didn't mean for this to turn into like an Oscar thank you speech, but I wanted to just say that and shout out some people because um, it's important to show you that I'm not doing this alone. And so you don't have to, you don't have to bring those big creative ideas into the world alone. But let's get back to what I was saying. So if I'm being super honest, this business is an iteration of the dream I've had since I can remember. I've always dreamed of opening a cozy little cafe, gift shop, or yoga studio. Actually, not or, like and, like all in one, like picture like a big old building on the main street of a cute little small town where folks can come, connect, be, relax, and feel welcome to be exactly as they are. That's always been the dream. Well, with my discovery of loving the freedom and flexibility online offerings affords all of us, me and you, the Moonflower Path community space is the online version of this dream. A space for us to gather with each other, for you to be supported along your self-care journey with the accessibility and freedom that the online space allows. So, with my having been creating this space so carefully, so thoughtfully, so intentionally for so long behind the scenes, I have tried to really think about how it can serve you as beautifully as possible. There are tiers geared towards each the sensitives, the creatives, and the earth loving among this community, supporting you with somatic practice, self-care, and ritual. The homestead, the meadow, and the fireside will be your spaces to explore along the path. I'll expand more on the different tiers and how they will each serve you depending on your needs in coming episodes. Instead, for today though, let this be your official invitation to the beginning of this transformation. 
So head over to the website and see how you will be supported by the Moonflower Path. I will also invite you to put your name on the wait list, which you can do by clicking in the show notes. That way, you will be invited to become a founding member when the doors open on April 17th. But for today, let's talk about how you might create a bit more space to tend to your body to commit to your self-care. We are going to explore how you might actually create space to dedicate yourself to your self-care journey. This is the number one thing I hear from you, that you know a lot of the things and that you are familiar with a wide range of practices, right? We have access to many, like top 10 self-care products, top 10 self-care rituals that you can do, but you struggle with actually making the time or sticking to any sort of routine when it comes to your self-care. And it gets entangled with a lot of like, I should, but I don't. And that brings in shame. And then that brings in procrastination. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expand on that a little bit today. And my take is going to be a little different than what you expect in supporting you. Often you'll hear folks talk about building attainable habits, small goals, or fitting in bite-sized self-care, right? Like, like the one-minute meditation, or the five-minute abs, or the set your timer 10 minutes earlier than usual. And like, yes, those are, those are great, and they might really be helpful. But the thing is, is that there's a difference between knowing and then actually doing the things. And I'm not really a huge tips and tricks gal, like in terms of tips and tricks, do these and then all your problems will be solved. Because this really isn't a one size fits all type of discussion. I truly believe that to dedicate yourself to your self-care isn't about just trying to find that one trick that will fix it all. And very specifically, trying to find that one trick that somebody else has decided is the trick that will fix it all, or that is the resource that will fix it all. That one tip that will finally get you to commit, that one product that will finally change your life. You're probably not going to love what I have to say next, but there isn't a quick fix. That's why I've created this podcast. That's why I've created the new community space, because it's going to be a lifelong journey. It has been for me, at least. I'm not going to be able to answer this question for you in just one episode. I don't even know if I have one golden answer for you, but what I do have is a thirst for this, a passion for this, a hunger to learn as much as I can, a skill at being able to put my elbows out, go out into the big wide world, learn as much as I can about all the different ways within which we can care for ourselves, within which we can turn to the earth to find more wisdom, within which we can help nurture our creative self. And I gather the things that I think are going to be helpful for you, dear Moonflower. Then I come back here and then I lay them out in front of you and I say, all right, here are the different ways that you might explore that this chapter, this season. And it is my mission to support you and offer you as many sacred experiences to help you find your own answers to the questions that you have around your self-care journey. So 
If you're often beating yourself up for not putting your self-care first, let me say this here and now. It's okay. Let it be okay. The first step is offering yourself so much compassion and understanding. You are doing the best with the knowledge and skills you have today. Let me walk alongside you. Let each other, let's all walk alongside each other on this journey. I guarantee that you will find support in dedicating yourself to your self-care by listening to this podcast, by exploring the community space, by connecting with other folks in this sphere. You are doing a fantastic job and let's continue to learn together. So instead of an objective list of tips and tricks that I pretend to promise will help you fix your problem today, instead I will share a chapter from my own story. I share the story not to give you advice, not to tell you to be like me, but to offer you something to ponder on, a different perspective to find. Take what lights you up and leave the rest. We left off at chapter one of my story in this season of my life in episode number two, my own experience with panic attacks. At that time, I had made a big commitment to dedicating myself to caring for, listening to, and honoring my body. I shared that it began to feel and look a little different than I had been used to. It was a shift from ignoring my body And that the only times that I did tend to my body, that they were in like very invigorating ways. Like I practiced like the yoga that is the most popular yoga. Or I would like meditate the way that folks say that you should meditate instead of creating my own relationship with my yoga practice, my own relationship with meditation, and my own relationship with journaling. And so it shifted and I began to create my own relationship. The thing, though, was that I kind of envisioned that it was a temporary thing. It was pandemic time. I had quit my job and I intentionally had all this space in my schedule to actually practice the yoga, get to sleep, eat the right food, listen to the helpful podcasts, read the cozy books, bake the yummy food, all the things. But there was a part of me that knew this couldn't last forever. How could it? Who do I think I am to have so much space in my schedule for self-care. This is just a phase, just a season, I told myself. I'm going to have to go back to reality, back to the grind eventually. I'm not worthy of this much luxury. I'm not broken. If I maintain this level of prioritizing self-care in my life, it must mean that there's something wrong with me. It would mean I'm not like the rest of the people in my life, and not in a good way, that I seem to need so much more self-care on such a regular basis. So this will have to stop eventually. I'll have to get back to a normal schedule eventually. Prove to the world that it was just a phase. Just a post-burnout phase. Just a, oh, Carolyn is just on the mend phase. A period of healing that would eventually lead to being healed and be able to get back to the status quo. I had worn the badge of, I'm practicing so much self-care because I need to heal from burnout that I couldn't possibly imagine wearing a more authentic badge of, I practice this much self-care because I want to. That felt way too scary. I couldn't possibly accept in myself that I liked, no, that I loved this new way of being, of moving or living. 
it felt way too vulnerable to tell the folks in my life who are A-type, high-energy, super productive that I am not like them. Not only am I not like them because of the way that I'm built, but I'm not like them because I don't want to be. To say that I start my day at 11 a.m. or noon because I spent the entire morning in my PJs, drinking coffee, reading books, meditating, practicing sloth yoga... That's what me and my sister call the type of yoga I teach and we like to practice. It's chill on chill on chill and involves a lot of just flopping around your mat. (laughs) Um, But it felt shameful to say that out loud. It felt like I was selfish. It felt like I was lazy. It felt like I wasn't truly contributing to society in the ways that I, quote, should. It also felt quite privileged. Not everyone has the privilege of having this much space in their schedule. And that's true. That's a reality which is why accessibility will always be a priority of this business. I use the privilege I have to be able to care for myself so I can have the capacity and the energy to continue to learn how folks who are in less privileged circumstances can commit to their self-care and that it's my role to create those spaces, supports, and resources for them. Because here's the thing. I was brimming with energy. I was brimming with love. I was brimming with creative inspiration. I was brimming with so much life. I finally had the capacity to actually be the person I wanted to be. And it makes me want to cry because that's no small thing. I had the capacity to show the folks in my life how much I care for them. I had the capacity to say yes to the things that I actually wanted to do and have the confidence to say no to the things I didn't want to do. I had the capacity to actually like clean the house. I had the energy to cook yummy food instead of order in. I had the creative inspiration to bring my dreams to life. That's not to say it was all easy, but it was at least a lot easier to be able to listen to what I wanted and what I didn't want and actually follow through. I had the capacity to be a better human and learning more about issues in the world that need our attention and actually begin to think about how I can do better. I wasn't a damn exhausted zombie anymore. If living this way meant I could actually show up in my life, if living this way meant I could actually show up to my life How could this possibly be bad? It was time to shift from self-care is something I fit around my life to I claim this. I am making space for this. I am now fitting life around my self-care, no matter what. The shoulds I had been shedding around what self-care should look like was beginning to trickle into the shoulds I'd been putting around how I should live my life. So it was less about shedding those shoulds in the context of self-care, right? Like I mentioned in episode number two, where it was like, oh, yoga can actually look like this. It can be a lot more gentle. It can be slow and that's okay. And so those same like realizations were trickling into, oh, I can bring this to like everything in my life. If I'm able to show up in my life, be present in my relationships, feel confident to be the passionate, emotional self that I am from the self-care I've been enjoying during my, quote, healing chapter, then who was to say I had to stop and go back to the hustle? It was a decision. 
I was claiming this new way of living. I am claiming my desire to care for myself always. I work four days a week, but it's not always the same days and it's not always the same schedule. Some days I spend the whole morning reading in my PJs. Some days I work in the morning and I take a long nap in the afternoon. Some days I watch Pixar movies all day. I also don't practice the self-care the self-care industry says I should. I don't wake up at 5 a.m. every morning and drink a green smoothie and meditate for an hour. My self-care is mine. It changes, it ebbs and flows, it's weird, it's atypical, but it works. So you see, it wasn't a matter of just doing that one-minute meditation every day and that was the answer. Or time blocking or doing a 30-day yoga challenge to build the habit. It was instead an internal shift. It was a celebration. A joy-filled yes to I am living life on my own terms. I am going to prioritize joy, peace, love, connection, all that fills me up. The rest, the work, the doing will follow. It just naturally will because I will have the capacity to show up for that part. I am better when I care for myself in the ways that suit me. I am worthy of care. I am worthy of joy. I am worthy of spending time for myself. I am worthy of love, my love. And you are too. I was having a conversation with one of the folks that has been coming to my classes since like day one of Yoga with Carolyn, since the very first yoga series in winter of 2021. And they were saying that one of the things that they have learned from being in my sphere, from coming to these practices to showing up on their mat week after week is that, and they said, I am the most important person in my life. That is what I have gained from showing up to these practices is that I am a better person for it. And that is what keeps bringing me back to this practice. So I hope that whatever you take from me sharing this shift in my own journey can become a helpful addition to how you might commit to your self-care. Again, like I said before, there isn't a quick fix, a quick solution. This is about loving presence, deep compassion, and playful curiosity. And we're in this together, which is why you're being invited to add your name to the waitlist for the upcoming community-based registration so that we can walk alongside each other on this path. So again, a reminder to visit the moonflowerpath.com link is in the show notes. Peruse the new community space. Add your name to the waitlist to become a founding member when the doors open on April 17th. And I cannot wait to officially welcome you in. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Moonflower Path podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn, and ways that you can find more support from me and this cozy community are all found in the show notes. Please consider rating, reviewing, and sharing this podcast with a friend. Those are the best ways to show your support for this free and accessible resource. Wishing you a gentle rest of your day, and I look forward to connecting again with you very soon.